Welcome to the Ohave Torah Harle Banon Daf Yomi Sheur. We are studying Masechet Berachot Daf Mem Amud Bet. Tonight's Daf is Daf Mem Aleph, but we're starting on Daf Mem Amud Bet, about 12 to 13 lines from the bottom, I would say. The two dots where it begins, Ve'al Hanoblot. So the Mishnah had told us that the Tanakama held that anything which doesn't grow from the ground, the Beracha is Shehakol. The Tanakama added, Ala Chometz, Ala Novlot, Ala Gobai, you say Shehakol. Rabbi Huda said, however, since these things came from a Kilala, Al Yudei Kilala they came, so therefore you don't make a Beracha on it. So now the Gemara says Novlot, which is the topic of Machloket between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda, es the Gemara, my Novlot. Says the Gemara, what are Novlot? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Zera Rabbi Elah. This is a machloke between Rabbi Zera and Rabbi Elah. Chad Amar, one says, Bushle Kamra. These are dates which become burnt in the sun. Chad Amar, one says, Tamre Dezika. These are dates that are blown by the wind. Uh, they get blown around and uh, they blow off the tree, I guess. And that's why uh, they... Uh, okay, that's what these things are. Tenan, says the Mishnah, the Mishnah taught us. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Kol min kelala, anything which is a uh, curse, a type of curse, which she explained on the Mishnah that it came from a curse. En mevarchin alav, we don't make a beracha on that thing. Says the Gemara, Bishlama leman amar bushle kamra, it makes sense according to the opinion that holds that these things are something which was burnt by the sun, so I know the karele min kelala. That's why the Yehuda referred to it as something which came from a curse. Now, why? Because since it's burnt from the sun, it's dates, no? right? So why is it called a curse? Because when it gets um, okay, I'm not sure why it's a curse. I guess because it's burnt from the sun, so it's kind of like destroyed. I guess the sun kind of makes it destroyed, so therefore it's a curse. But according to the opinion, that it just got blown off the tree by the wind, so so why is there a, a curse here? What's the curse? So it says, the Gemara says, no, when Abu Huda said that it comes from a curse, he only meant it on the other ones, on Homets and on the Gobai, which is a type of locust, but not on the Novlot, because Novlot really aren't coming from a curse. They just get blown off the tree by the wind. Some say a different uh, way of saying this. Ayinus in the coin to the opinion that says that it's dried up by the sun. So that's why they lose their status of Ha'etz and they become a Berachav Shehakol. But if you hold like the opinion, that it's just a date which got blown off the tree by the wind, Shehakol? Why is it Shehakol? Really, the Beracha should be Boreperiaetz. Says the says the Gemara Ella Benovlot Stama Kule Alma Lopeligi de Bushle Kamra Ninu. Rather, you're right. Regular Novlot, when we refer to Novlot Stam, that always refers to the ones that are scorched and burnt out by the sun. Kipeligi, what was the Mahloket Benovlot Timra? on a different type of novlot, something called novlot timra. Now, novlot timra is a different type of novlot. Ditnan, as the Mishnah teaches, hakalin shebademai, the 
Kalin Shebademai. What's that? That is Hakalin Shebademai. Uh, the most, I'm sorry, the most lenient, most lenient fruits, or the lenient fruits with regards to the halachot of demai. Demai is that we don't know if proper ma'asrot were taken from this thing. Hashitin veharimin vehauzradin, benot shuach benot shikma vegufnin venitzpeh venovlot temra. So all these different uh, types of fruits, shitin, rimin, uzradin, benot shuach, benot shikma, all these things. And the last one that it mentions is Noblot Timra. So the Gemara goes through these things and asks what they are. So when it says Shitin, what's Shitin? This is a type of a fig. Rimin. Says the Gemara, what's Rimin? What's the next one? Kande. It's something called Kande. Uzradin, what's Uzradin? Talshe. Tulshe. It's something called Tulshe. They explain over here. Sorb apples. Benot Shuach. What's Benot Shuach? These are the white figs. Benot Shikma. What's Benot Shikma? This refers to another type of sycamore fig, another type of fig. Gufnin. What's Gufnin? Says the Gemara that mentioned in the Meraita. Nitzpepercha. This is the, um, I'm sorry, Gufnin. Gufnin. Shilhe Gufne. Gufnin refers to the grapes of the end of the season. Nitzpe percha. I'm sorry, Nitzpe. What's Nitzpe? Percha. It's a caperberry. Noblot timra. And what's a noblot timra? What's a noblot timra? Which is our case that we're trying to figure out. Rabbi al-av Rabbi zera. It's a machlokat Rabbi al-av and Rabbi zera. Hadamar, one says, Bushle kimra. One of them says that it's referring to the dates which were scorched by the sun. Hadamar and one says Timare de Zika. It's the regular dates which are blown off by the wind. And if you go with the opinion that it's burnt by the sun, that's why it says that it's one of the lenient things of Demai. Says the Gemara, I would understand that because being that they are uh, scorched by the sun, so therefore. Mm. Right, so it's only sefekan who the patur. Only when they're demai that you're not sure about it. You have a safek, so that's when it becomes patur from taking maaser havadaan. But if there would be vadai, right? So then you would be chayav. Vandai, that's what? Vandai, that's. Well, so the Gemara says, meaning like this: Ela mande amar but if you hold like the other opinion who says that it's referring to Tamre de Zika, it's referring to the ones that get blown off the tree, so then how could the implication of the Beraita seem to say that Vada'an Hayab, that when it's a Vada'i, that you know for sure it wasn't taken Ma'asid, then you're Hayab. If it's blown off the tree like that, Hefkeraninhu. So then Hefker. So again, the Gemara is bringing this Beraita about our case of Noblot Timra. The Gemara is bringing two opinions. One says that it refers to the the dates that are blown off the tree I'm sorry the figs that are blown off the tree and what dates I'm sorry they, one says it's referring to the dates that are blown off the tree and one says it's referring to the dates that are burnt by the sun so Mara is asking now this says that these things are the very light areas of Demai now Demai refers to a safek you don't know if it was taken by said. so Mara says if it's referring to ones that got burnt by the sun so this guy pulled off all his dates he put them in a basket or he lined them up on the floor they got burnt by the sun 
And the Gemara is telling you, the Mishnah is telling you that they are very light in the rules of Demai. And when you have a safek about there, if you took Ma'asir or not, it's Mekel. We're Mekel. But let's say you know for sure you didn't take, you have to take. So Gemara says that only works with the opinion that it's the ones that are burnt in the sun. But if you're really going in the other opinion, that these refers to dates which were blown off the tree. So when a day gets blown off the tree, it's hefker. The owner doesn't, he doesn't, he, it's hefker. He gives up hope on it. So now if it's hefker, you're not chayev in ma'asir on something which comes from hefker. So if we're saying over here that it's only patud because it's a safek, but if it would be vaday, you'd be chayev. So then it can't be referring to things which blow off the tree. Again, it's not from Bishlama. Three lines of the Gemara says, Bishlama, Lemanda, Amar, Bushle, Kimra. I understand if you call the opinion who says that it's burnt by the sun. Hainadiktan, this is what it means, Hakalin Sheba Demai, that it's one of the Mekel things of Demai, Sefekan, because since it's a Safek, you don't know if you took Maaser. Who de Patur? That's why you Patur. Havadamar, if it would be a Vadai, that you didn't take Maaser, Chayab. Ela Lemanda, Amar, Timre de Zika, but if you say that it's referring to the ones that blow off the tree, so vada'an chayav, then if, it, if you don't, for sure, no, you didn't take ma'asir. Yechayav, hefkeran inhu. It's totally hefker. Therefore, it would seem that these things are referring to the ones that are burnt by the sun, not the ones that blow off the tree. This is referring to where a case where someone took all these dates and he made them into a pile. Raja explains that an ani took them or somebody... Uh, who collected them together and he made them into a pile which makes you chayv in ma'asir. And therefore, even though technically they're hefked, but in this case, he's chayav. He, he's, he's chayav because he's chayav because he made them into a pile. Leket, which is shikha and pe'ah. These are three things which a person's chayv to leave for the anim in a field. Right, so Shas and Gordon, if someone goes and makes those things into a pile, said he's kobea these things that now he's required to take the proper ma'asrot. Ika de Amri, some say, turning the page to Daf Mem Aleph Amud Aleph, some say it like this. They have a different way of saying this statement that we said. That whole Baraita makes sense according to the opinion that holds that the dates were blown off the tree. Hainu dehacha karele. Noblot stama. So, if you learn that the, um, when we say the word over here, like we said on the page before, we said over here they were called that other name, noblot uh, timra, right? So, if you learn that noblot timra refers to the ones that are blown up the tree, so that's That's why in our Mishnah we call them noblot stam, because in our Mishnah we're referring to the ones. That are burnt by the sun. So vehatam says the Gemara, kare la timra, and over there it calls it a uh, a novlot timra. Ela lemande amar bushle kamra. But if you say it's the one that's burnt by the sun, so nitni idi veidi novlot timra. So they should both either say novlot timra or idi veidi novlot stama. So Mar says kash. So again, let's just go again one more time. Ika de amri. This is the other opinion. Saying that they learned the question from that beraita which we brought like this again the, the Mishnah had told us this thing called novlot the Gemara is trying to understand what novlot are so therefore the Gemara is saying now it's bringing this beraita which spoke about hakalin shebademai the most lenient things of demai and it said that the most lenient things of demai one of them is this thing called novlot timra 
Now the Gemara is trying to explain from there what it is. So the first explanation or the first way the Gemara had of explaining was, was that the Gemara said that this Novlot Timra, there were two opinions what it was. Some said that it was the one that blew off the tree, and some said that it was the one that was burnt by the sun. So the Gemara tried to prove and say that must be this one is the one that's uh, burnt by the sun. Because if it's blown off the tree, why would you be chayav in ma'asir if you know for sure no ma'asir was taken? Because the Mishnah, this Beraita seems that only when you have a safek patur, but if you know you're chayav. So therefore it would seem, if you know you're chayav, it must be talking about the ones that are burnt by the sun. Because the ones that blow off the tree, you for sure never chayav on those. They have kid. But I said it's not a proof because it could be it's really talking about the ones that blow off the tree. And the case is where a guy made them into a pile. And being that he made them into a pile, if he knows for sure he didn't take ma'asir, you have to take it. If you have a safek, so the Beraita gave you a kula, that it's one of the lighter things, that in a safek we let it go. Now the Gemara is saying, Ika de'amre is a different statement of how they learned the question from this Beraita. That this Beraita said, Novlot timra. And they said like this, Bishlama leman de'amar, temare dezika. So this makes sense according to the opinion that learns that these things are temare dezika. The one in the Beraita of Novlot timra, refers to the ones that are blown off the tree. So, That's why our Mishnah doesn't refer to it as Novlot Timra. It refers to it, refers to it as Novlot Stam, meaning Novlot, without saying anything after that, no second name. So therefore, our Mishnah is referring to it as Novlot, because he's not referring to the ones that are blown off the tree. He's referring to the ones that are burnt by the sun. Right, Whereas hatam in that beraita of demai that we spoke about, it refers to these things as novlot timra. So therefore, novlot timra—that's the one that what? That's the one that blows off the tree. And our mishnah is referring to the one that gets burnt by the sun. But if you go like the opinion that holds that it's the ones that are burnt by the sun in the beraita's case of demai. So the Gemara asks, Nitni, Idi ve Idi Novlotimra. Either let both our Mishnah and this Beraita both say Novlotimra, or Idi ve Idi Novlot Stama. Or let them both stay Novlot without any, any second word, any second name. So why does our Mishnah refer to the ones that are being burnt by the sun with the name of Novlot uh, regular, even though seemingly it would be called Novlot Timra? So again, our Mishnah is referring to the ones that are talking about that were blown off and uh, the, the ones that were burnt by the sun. Right? That's what the Gemara said. That's why, like we said, they became Shehakol. I'm saying that why is on the trees get burned by the sun after you take it. Right. Fine. But it's the it, it, same thing. Yeah, it would be the same halakha. But the Gemara is saying that our Mishnah is referring to the ones that are burnt. However, on the tree, off the tree, wherever they get burnt, probably on the tree. But. On the tree. They get burnt. Once they're burnt, so therefore, if they're burnt, so then we say that they are, um, that's where they, they refer to right as Shehakol, and the Yehuda said it's a Kelalan, and, and these, this Machloket. So therefore, the Gemara is now asking, according to the opinion that learns that Novlot Timra is the ones that are blown off the tree, so it makes sense. Novlot Timra means the ones blown off the tree. Novlot, without any second word, means the ones that are burnt. So that's why the Beraita, which is referring to the ones that get blown off the tree, according to that rabbi. So he called it, that's why the, the Beraita called it Novlot Timra. Our Mishnah is referring to the ones that are burnt. It calls them Novlot. 
However, according to the opinion that Novlot Timra in the Beraita refers to the ones that are being burnt, so how could our Mishnah also be referring to the ones that are burnt? Our Mishnah calls it Novlot. So either they should both be called Novlot, or they should both be called Novlot Timra. So therefore, says the Gemara, Kasha, therefore it would be a question on that opinion that learns the, that Mishnah in, or that Beraita in, through the Mishnah in Hilchot Demai, that it's referring to the ones that are burnt by the sun. The Gemara doesn't answer that question on that opinion. Okay. Going further. We're starting from the two dots on Mem Aleph Amud Aleph. The Gemara over here is a little easier. So bear with me. I'm a little unprepared today. Says the Gemara. Hayu lefanav. Minin harbeh. So now says the Gemara. The Mishnah taught us that if you have many different types of food in front of you. So Rabbi Yehuda said if one of them is the seven minim, you make the beracha on that. The rabbi said, no, whatever one you want, that's the one you make the beracha on first. So says the Gemara like this. Amar Ula. Ula said, Machloket birchotehen shavot. The whole machloket between the rabbis and Rabbi Yehuda about which fruit to take is only when they have the same beracha. So we'll choose, a, uh, we'll choose an example for, for this. He's saying the machloket without the same beracha, which means if you have an olive and an apple... On the table, so they're both ha'etz. Olive, apple, both ha'etz. Mm-hmm. So they have equal beracha. says, Ula, that's where they fought. The Yehuda said, take the olive. It's one of the seven minim. The rabbi said, you want an apple? Take the apple. Did Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda held min shiva adif. One of the seven minim is, is better. But Rabbanan Savad, the rabbi held no. Min habib adif. The one that you want more, that's the better one. Abal, however... If they don't have the same beracha, which means a guy has an olive on the table, and he has a cucumber, one's ha'etz, one's ha'adama, the brea called, everyone agreed, you make a beracha on one of them, and then you go and make a beracha on the second one of them. Says the Gemara, we have a question from a beraita. The beraita says like this, the person had in front of him a radish and an olive. Now, radish and an olive are different berachot. One's adama and one is ha'etz. Says the Gemara, the beraita taught, you make ha'adama on the radish, and when a person makes ha'adama, we know, that's poter ha'etz. So he makes ha'adama on the radish, and he doesn't make a beracha on the olive. Now, according to what we just said, since they're different berachot, they said they both agree. You make both berachot. Says the Gemara, that's not a question. What's the case over here? This is referring to a case of ikar v'tafel. He's eating them together. And one of them is ikar and one of them is tafel. And the radish is the one that's ikar. So therefore, he eats the radish because that's the ikar one. It's like having macaroni and cheese. You don't say mezonot and shehakol. You say mezonot. So to over here, the radish was the ikar dish he was eating. So he says ha'adama, and it's poter the tafel, which is the olive. Says the Gemara, ihachi. If that's the case, that it's ikar ve'tafel, ema seifa. Let's let's try to learn the second part of this beraita. The beraita says Rabbi Yehuda Omer that Rabbi Yehuda says mevarech al azayit. Rabbi Yehuda says take the olive, make ha'etz she'azayit mimin shiva. So the Gemara says. You're going to tell me that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold of the Mishnah that says, anything which you have, which is the main dish, and with it is a secondary item. You make a baracha on the main dish, and you make the one that's tafel, you don't make a baracha on that. 
Bechiteman, if you're going to tell me, Hachanami, Deletle, yeah, he doesn't hold to that. That's why he said, make a Barachal on the olive, even though it's Tafel. Can't be. Bahatanya, the Baraita teaches very clearly. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, Imehamat Tsenon Bahazait, if because of the radish, the olive is coming, meaning you're eating the olive because of the radish, so meaning if the radish is ikad, so then you eat the radish. Upoter et azait, and that's poter de zait. So therefore, obviously, the Yehuda clearly held of, he clearly held of the rule of ikad v'tafel. And yet over here, he's telling you when it's two different berachot, tsnon and zait, he's telling you make a beracha on the zait. Right? Or meaning, even Tanakama is saying that. So therefore, we see that even when they're separate berachot, they seemingly argue. Right? Tanakama seemed to say, take the radish. The Yehuda said, take the olive. Says the Gemara, le'olam bitznon ikar askinan. Really, the case is that the radish is the main thing, and the olive is only secondary, and that's why you're making a barachan asnon. Oh, so then why then did Rabbi Yehuda say, take the olive? Bechi peligi, Rabbi Yehuda v'rabanan, bemilta achariti peligi. This beraita, the way we brought it down, it's really missing words. They argued in something else. Vehasure mechserah. And you're missing some words in the Beraita. And this is what it's supposed to say. If you had in front of you a radish and an olive, you make a beracha on the tsnon, and since the tsnon is the main dish and the zayit is tafel, so that's poter you from making a beracha on the olive. But when does this apply? That's only referring to when the radish is the main thing and the olive is secondary. But if the radish is not the main dish, and everyone agrees. You make a baracha on this one, and you make a baracha on that one. And when you have generally two things, two foods in front of you, that their berachot are equal, the same baracha. says you make a baracha on any one you want. You make a baracha on the olive, because the olive is one of the shiva minim. So therefore, we're back to our original statement from Ola, that the rabbis, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanam, they only argued when you have a case of some two things which are the same beracha. The rabbi said, take the one you like better. Rabbi Yehuda said, take the shiva minim. However, when you have two separate berachot, you make both berachot. Says the Gemara, There was a mahlokah between Rabbi Ameh and Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. Chad Amar one says, Mahlokit b'shebirchotehen shavot. One of them said that the mahloket is when they have the same beracha. That you have an, an olive and an apple, like we spoke about. They have the same beracha. The Yehuda savar min shiva'adif. Since it's one of the seven minim, it's better. Rabbanan savre min habibadif. The one you like is better. Abal If the berachot are not equal, the brea call everyone agrees in the beracha al You make a beracha on one, then you make a beracha on the next. And the other rabbi said, no, that wasn't the machloket. Now a new opinion. They argued even if the berachot are different. If you say they argued when you have the same beracha, if, you, if they say that they argue when they have the same beracha, so then the machloket makes sense. They argue when you have the same beracha, olive, apple, they argue. What goes first? The one you like or the shiva minim? If you say they argued about if you have one thing ha'etz, one thing ha'adama, so bemai peligi, what were they arguing about? 
this rabbi held that the argument that they had was, oh, but which one goes first? There's two separate berachot, and I'm going to say both. But which one's first? The olive or the tomato or the radish? Meaning if it's not tefel and ikan. I'm making both berachot. So now, but which one goes first? Do you make it on the shivaminim first? Or do you say, listen, I'm in the mood for a tomato. So therefore I like the tomato, so I want to make the tomato first. Because Rabbi Yosef said, and Rabbi Yitzchak, um, some say it was Rabbi Yitzchak. One second. Okay, so it's saying like this. Oh, stop it. So the Gemara says like this. Okay, so that is, he says the name of the Bitzchak. Pasuk, anything which is first or brought earlier in the Pasuk, Ze Mukdam le he goes first for a Beracha. Shneemar, the Pasuk says, Eretz Chita Usora, Vegefen Utena Verimon, Eretz Zet Shemen Udvash. So this is the Pasuk which mentions the seven Minim of Eretz Israel. And this Pasuk, they're in order. Chita, Seora, Gefen, Te'ena, Rimon, Zet, Shemen, Devash. So we go in order. Whoever's earlier in the Pasuk, his Beracha comes first. So therefore, over here also, whoever was first, he comes first. Okay. So that now says the Gemara like this. And this argument, this argues on the opinion of Rabbi Hanan. Meaning this opinion to learn this Pasuk, that the Pasuk is teaching you the Kedima of Berachot, that if you have a grape and you have a fig, you have, according to this opinion of, of, according to this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, you make the Berachot on the grape first, because the grape is first in the Pasuk. So Gefen is before Te'ena. So therefore since Gefen is before Te'ena, so therefore you make a berakha on the grape, and only then do you eat the te'ena. So now, says the Gemara, that argues on Rabbi Hanan, the Amar Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan says, Kola pasuk kulo This whole pasuk is not referring to what goes first and what goes second. It's all referring to different shi'urim, different sizes and measurements that we use for different halachot. Ne'eman. Chita, what's the halakha of chita? The Tanan, the Mishnah teaches, Hanichnas, Someone who walks into the house, which, is, which has on it, tzara'at, the person has a house, the house got tzara'at, the house is tameh. So now, how long does he have to remain in the house to become tameh? So it says, Someone who walks into a house, which has tuma'in it, it has, uh, it has, uh, it has, it has tzara'at. Now this guy, he has his clothing on his shoulder. He's not dressed. And he's carrying his shoes and his rings in his hand. So what happens? Him and his clothing and his shoes and his rings, they all become tameh immediately upon entry. However, let's say he's wearing his clothing. His shoes are on his feet. His rings are on his fingers. So he himself, his body becomes tameh right away. However, his clothing, his shoes, and his rings, they remain tahor. For how long? No, sarad, also tumah. Sarad is also a very high level of tumah, like a dead body. Same thing. 
So who, so who tamei miyad? He becomes tamei immediately. Vehen tehorin. However, his clothing, his rings, and his shoes remain tahor. Ad until he stays in that house. Bichdei achilat pras. In order to eat the time of achilat pras, which is a loaf of bread. Now, what kind of loaf? Patchitin. It has to be bread made from wheat flour. Velo patseorin. And not bread eaten, uh, made from barley flour, which bread made from wheat flour is able to be eaten faster. Barley is a little harder to take it down. Mesab, he has to eat it, the amount of time it would take to eat it, reclining. And eating it with a dip. Whatever you like. Whatever you want. But eating it with a liftan. So whatever time that takes, go figure. So that's going to be the amount of time he has to stay. If he stays that time, then his clothing also becomes tamay. If he leaves before that, no. So therefore, that's what they learned from the pasuk over here. Chita. Chita is wheat. Wheat was teaching us this halakha. That when you become tamay, it's only the amount of time of eating the wheat loaf of bread, lying down with the liftan, se'ora. What did we learn from se'ora? The Tanan says in the Mishnah, a bone the size of a barley kernel, that has the din of a tum'ah, of a dead body, that it's able to be tamay a person if he touches it, or if he lifts it up even without touching it. However, it's not enough as much of a dead body that it will be metame a person if he's in the same ohel as that bone. Gefen, what we learn from Gefen? That a person who became a nazir, he may not drink wine. Now, um, <clears throat> how much does he drink? Does it become chayav, meaning that he was over on, so to speak, his, his nazirut? If he drinks a rebi'it of wine, a rebi'it, which is going rate of it is about 3.3 ounces, unless you want to be very mahmir, like the Hazon Ish, he holds it's much more than that, about 5, even, even more than that. Te'ena, Te'ena refers to figs. What do we learn from that? Kegero geret. That refers to a, it's teaching us the halakha about the size of a dried fig. The hotza'at Shabbat. That's the size a person carries something that size on Shabbat. He's chayav for carrying. Rimon, what do you learn from Rimon? Kedetnan, the Mishnah teaches. Kol kele ba'ale batim. All the vessels of the ba'ale batim. Turning the page. from Allah from Udbet. Shi'uran kerimonim. Their size is like the size of a rimon, of a pomegranate. What's the size for what? So the halakha is that if a person has a kli, and that kli gets a, becomes tameh, so if your kli breaks, it loses, it loses its tumah, becomes tahor. So now how much does it have to break? If it gets a little tiny hole, it's good. So if, it, if the kli belongs to someone who's not, you know, in a store, he's not a business, he's not doing business with that kli, meaning it's his personal item. So if it's personal item, once the kli has a hole the size of a pomegranate, then that kli is considered broken. People wouldn't use it anymore. And therefore, once it has that size, it gets a, it loses its tumah status, it becomes tahor. Eret zet shemen. It says that the land has um, olive oil. Amara b'yoseda 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 says, Eretz, this refers to Eretz Yisrael, shekol shi'olei all its sizes, all its measurements are in the size of olives. Says the Gemara, kol shi'olei hasal kedatach. You can tell me that all the measurements are in the size of an olive. We just said maybe six things that aren't. We spoke about wheat, barley, grapes, all, all these different sizes. Says the Gemara, Ela Eretz, it's a land. Most of its sizes go by the size of Kezait. Devash, the last thing in the Pasuk Devash, we learn from This comes to the halacha that a person who eats the size of a date, a dried, a dried date, on Yom Kippurim, he's chayab for eating on Yom Kippurim. Says the Gemara, ve'idach. So according to the other opinion, says the Gemara, the one who wanted to say 
right? Uh, that, that he, according to Rabbi Yitzchak, that he learns from this pasuk something totally different. From this pasuk, he wanted to learn that what it's teaching me is, is which beracha comes first. Weed, barley, then gefen, then te'ena, then rimon. So according to him, how does he know all these halachot that we just learned? The idach haneshi oran, or meaning, how does he refute this, so to speak? The idach, he says, haneshi oran, these measurements that you're telling me, behed yamiketivi, it doesn't say it straight out in the pasuk. Ela, midirabanan, they're all only from the rabbis. The rabbis found the pasuk in the Torah, which sounded like what they were saying, so therefore they were somechet on that. But really, really the pasuk is teaching us, like we said, that he wanted to say, that it's going on the kedimah, of which beracha comes first. So therefore that's the mahlogat about how to learn that pasuk. A story, two rabbis, Rab Chasta and Rab Hamnuna, they were sitting in a se'udah. So they brought in front of them dates and pomegranates. So Shakal Rav Hamnuna, Rav Hamnuna went and he picked up Barikh Atemare. He made a beracha on what? On the date. So now, Temarim and Rimonim, it says, Eret Chitao Zora, Vegevin Utena Verimon, Eret Zetshemen Udvash. So he went and he picked up a, a date and he made a beracha. So Beresha. So Amar Led Rab Chesda, so Rab Chesda told him, Lo Svira Leimar, Lehad de Amar Rab Yosef, Vitema Rabbi Yitzchak. Don't you hold of that which Rabbi Yitzchak said? Kola Mukdamba Pasuk Ze. Whoever is first in the Pasuk is first for a Beracha. And therefore, the dates is seventh. Rimon is fifth. So you should have said a Beracha on the pomegranate before the date. So so he told him, no. Since the Pasuk goes back and writes, So that second Eretz restarts the count. So therefore, the dates are only two from the word edits, whereas Rimon is five from the word edits. So therefore, the dates go first. So he said about him, he said about Rav uh, who will give us, so to speak, the legs of, of iron, the legs of steel, that will go and be able to learn from the rabbi and sit next to him all the time and go around with him, be able to learn, because he taught us such tremendous halachot of here. Says the Gemara Itmar. We have a statement from the rabbis. A guy is eating a meal. Hamotzi, he washed, he's eating, and now they brought to him in the middle of the meal. They bring him some figs, they bring him some grapes in the middle of his meal. So Amarav Hunarav Hunar says, You're required to make a beracha before you eat the figs and the grapes. You have to make ha'ets on these things. But afterwards, you're not required to make a to make a beracha. On the figs? Yeah, meaning berkat amazon is poter. You must say berkat amazon. So berkat amazon covers you, but you have to make ha'etz on these things, right? Okay. V'chein Amar Rab Nachman. Rab Nachman also held like this. Ta'unim beracha lefnehem ve'en ta'unim beracha le'acharehem. You need a beracha before them, but you don't need beracha after them. But Rab Sheshat Amar Rab Sheshat said ta'unim beracha ben lefnehem ben le'acharehem. Rab Sheshat argued and he said no. You have to make a baracha both. You have to make ha'etz, and then you have to make al ha'etz when you're done. Besides the bikat you have to make al ha'etz on these things. She'en lechadavar, why? Because he said, I have a rule. There's nothing in the world, she'ta'un beracha lefanav, which requires a beracha before, ve'en ta'un beracha le'acharav, and doesn't have you make a beracha afterwards. Ela, except for one thing. Pat ha'ba'a be'kisnin bilbad. 
except for except for this thing, which is basically mezonot items. Right? If you look at Rashi, he explains a little bit what it is. Uh, let's see. We have a little bit of time, so let's see. Rashi says, looking at the Rashi on the side, Rashi says, after they would eat and say berkat mazon, they would bring in front of them like a kind of dessert thing. These refer to like um, roasted kernel things. They're good for the heart. Like it says in Eruvin over there, these, uh, so to speak, roasted things, roasted nuts, whatever they were, that are good for the heart. They would bring with these things some bread. That it was it was kneaded, meaning the dough was made with spices. Can't help you. I don't know what that is. Shelano. Similar, he says, they said on the bottom, waffles. I don't know. Some people make designs out of them. They used to eat very little of it. Because they put a lot of spices, and nuts, and almonds, and you only ate a little bit, they didn't require you to make when you were done. Similar to the halacha of the pot, um, the bread made from rice and from, uh, I forgot what dohan is, it's like, uh, what do they say, how do they translate it? Dohan, they say, is like uh, another type of rice. I forgot what it's called. Of uh, the farina thing? Something. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. Something, yeah. I mean, the Pirkin, the Gemara spoke out earlier on Lamed Zayin. You guys should remember that yeah, one. Yeah, it's the farina. <laughs> it's, that, it's that thing. It's the farina. farina. Yeah. But the chila bore mine mezonot So therefore, this Rabbi Rab Sheshat, he said that all these things make a baracha before. So therefore, we have a machloket now. A guy sitting at the table, he washed. He made hamotzi. He ate bread. He's eating, and now in the middle of the meal, he gets grapes. One rabbi said, say ha'etz, no, no, no beracha ha'etz, you make berkat ha'mazon. And Rabbi Sheshat said, no, you make ha'etz, and you make ala gefen, or whatever, you make ala etz, right. You make ala etz after. So this is the Gemara, upeliga de Rabbi Chaya. And this argues on Rabbi Chaya. We're back in the Gemara now. Amar Rabbi Chaya, Rabbi Chaya says, pat poteret kol mine ma'achal. Bread is poter any type of food. And wine is poter, all types of drinks. So therefore, they argue on him. Because he holds, once you wash, there's no more berachot after that. So therefore, even if you bring me grapes, that's it, I washed. Amara papa, papa says, Hilcheta, the halacha is the following. Not fruit. Oh, let's see. He held even fruit. Maybe we don't hold like him, but that's what this rabbi held. He held even fruit. Amara papa, papa says, Hilcheta, the halacha is. Things which come because of the seuda during the seuda, they don't require a blessing. Let's stop right there for a second. Rashi explains what does it mean? That they come to accompany your bread. So says Rashi, why not? It's like he can't fail. You said hamotzi, you're eating the bread. So it's tafel to the bread. Hilkach, therefore, kol midi, any item, continues Rashi, ben mazon, whether it be something of sustenance, 
Ben perot, whether it be a fruit, shehebiu lelaftan, that you brought it as a, so to speak, dish, to be with the bread, and bo beracha, lo lefanav, velo leacharav. Not before and not after. So This is, again, the opinion of Rashi, the other opinions of the Rishonim, and uh, for your local halakha, check your local Orthodox rabbi, because I'm pretty sure we don't hold like Rashi, the halakha, in this sugya. But we're going to learn Rashi uh, for this uh, class. Continues the Gemara. But let's say it's not coming, which according to Rashi that means, it's not coming for the purpose of eating it with the bread. However, it's coming within the meal. So, you must make a beracha before you eat that thing. However, you don't need a beracha afterwards. Stop. So Rashi says, it says Rashi, Kegon, Daisa, for example, Daisa, which is like porridge, Kerub Veteradin, She'enan Liftan. Kerub is like cabbage and Teradin is beets, that they're not Liftan, they don't come with the bread. Uba'in Lemazon Velasoba, they come for what? To fill you up. Yeah. So those things, Rashi held, that's part of the things which need a Beracha. Ta'onin Beracha Lefnehen, says Rashi, why? They're not secondary, they're not tafel to the bread. Right. They're not included with the bread in Iftar Brikat Hamutzi. However, afterwards, no Berachah, says Rashi. Because at the end of the day, they are a food which is mazon. It sustains, it's not like a dessert. Because since it's poter, all things which are zan, so the bread, and also this. Continues the Gemara. We're starting six lines up from the bottom. Le'achal ha-se'udah. After the se'udah, te'onim beracha. If again, if they bring now, let's say the grapes, after the se'udah. So te'onim beracha, ben lifnehem, ben le'acharehem. Then they require a beracha, both before and after, which is self-explanatory, because they're not going to be included with the bread. One time they asked Ben Zoma, how come things that come because of the Seuda, what's the reason why, well, again, which according to Rashi that we're going with now, this means things that come with the bread. They come to be eaten with the bread. So what's the reason why they don't need the before and also after, no Beracha? So he told them the reason is, it's very simple. The bread is poter these things, right? Um, What's the difference between the a bread being poter them and an item not being tafil? Same thing. So it sounds like according to Rashi, one you're saying the bread is poter; it's like mattering the item. Oh, but the other way around, you're saying it's tafil; it's it's underneath. Yeah. You're, using so, the, you're, you're asking to, the same thing. You're saying the same thing. No, because according to Rashi, it sounds like Rashi holds. That if you eat it with the bread, so it gets dinner of ikarve tafel like. It's tafel to the bread. I made hamoti. Ikarve tafel. The item that you eat the rules with the bread. the bread. And now we're talking about now, a second and item. And now I'm eating rice and, and roast. And now I'm eating rice and roast. So rice and roast is not really with the bread. It's coming. Bread is the beginning. Now uh, I want to fill you're myself saying, up. You're saying like that. Gotta have my protein uh, and, and my. So, so now you're filling yourself up. So Rashi holds. That's not put. Technically, there. Rashi would hold. That would be yeah. an item that Rashi that's would hold. It's not. not put there. Technically, according to Rashi, yeah, if you have a meal, you have to make a barakah on the roast and all these things. But I told you again, uh, we, don't, we don't really hold like this. So uh, that's what. That's what. Make I sure say. you ask. Yeah. 
Make sure you don't pass in halacha from our class over here. However, the Gemara over here is saying that they need a beracha. Uh, right? So therefore, if they come, again we said, if they come after the seuda, then there's no beracha, not before and not after. Right? After the meal is not before and not after. Right? And therefore, it means foods that generally become foods that generally are brought after the meal they're not brought during the meal at all right so Rashi says let's just see it for example fruits says Rashi even if you bring that in the middle of the seoda not to be used with the bread those need a beracha before and after so Rashi has three or the Gemara really has three categories Gemara has category one it's with the bread we're going in Rashi again. Rashi opinion is category one with the bread, no beracha. Category two, it's zan. It's normal to eat it during a meal, but it's not with the bread. Beracha before, but not after. And then there's things which are not normal to be in a seuda. No one eats them with bread. For example, grapes. They bring you grapes in the middle. The Gemara is saying, according to Rashi, the Gemara is saying that it's meant to be after the meals. Even if you bring it in the bit in the middle, beracha before and after. Mm-hmm. Now we continue. The Gemara says they ate ben zoma. Why? Of things that come mechamata seuda betocha seuda no beracha before and after. He's told them look because you have bread, right? You have bread. So they ask them ihachi. If so, yain nami niftere pat. So they said if so, then bread should also be poter the wine that you're drinking. So why do you have to make a beracha on the wine, right? If you if you drink wine in the meal, you have to make a beracha on the wine. Well, says, no, Shani Yain, wine is different. The Gorem Beracha Le'atzmo, we're ending over here on Daf Membet Amud Aleph, that wine is Gorem Beracha for itself. And Rashi explains, the Kamem Ekomot Huba, Umevarchin Alav, Because in many places, um, it comes, Umevarchin Alav, you bring wine and you make a Beracha on it, Even though they don't really need to drink it. So I guess like it's, uh, it's an extra item. So therefore... They're making you do it. Plus, I'm saying one even though one is not particularly interesting. Right? Okay. Saying Rashi is saying that they're explaining the way that Rashi is saying it because we find kiddush and Abdallah. We find places where wine, even if you're not really thirsty, you make a beracha on wine. So wine is chashub. Therefore, it's gorem beracha la'atzmo, and therefore that's why during the meal also we say beracha on the wine.